What Happens When I Episode number four. What happens when I let go of the past? Well then, what happens when I let go of the past? This one is going to take some digging. This one is going to take something because my whole attitude basically for my whole life has been to actually embrace the past and maybe a more relevant question or a more pressing question is what does it mean to let go of the past i mean i don't even know that And maybe I can speculate what it means to let go of the past successfully, what it would look like, what it would feel like to do that. Because it's really a question of, well, what is the past? What is the past? And what does it mean to hold on to something? Or consequently or not not consequently, not, or alternatively, to let go of something, to hold on to something and to let go of something. Well, the past is a memory. The past is a thought. The past is a collection of thoughts which are bubbling around and if dwelled on can cause feelings and so much of my life is spent in reflection and going back to the past and in so many ways reliving the stories that I've already lived and I don't really buy that that is a defense I don't buy that that's something bad. I feel it's something that enriches my life. So I could ask myself, do I want to let go of the past? Is that something that I find of value? Which I don't know if I do, particularly particularly at this stage, because I feel like I have a story that I want to keep clear. And that brings me to the question of, well, what is it that brings value to your inner world? And is it such that having a clear story of the past, of a personal past, brings that richness, brings a richness? And then, of course, we can say, well, Maybe it's not just personal past. Maybe it's also, well, an impersonal past. What does it mean to learn about history? That's also the past. If we're in the classroom reading about what humanity has done before we were born, well, that's also the past. What does it mean to let go of that? I wonder if maybe that is also a psychological crutch or a defense for some people. 
I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is an appreciation. It's not a defense. I appreciate where I am when I consider the humanity that has been before me and the length of time that has stretched out through eons in this ancient universe of this ancient planet that we're on. And that has been a great source of comfort for me in a world of pity, petty disturbances. I particularly remember one time when I was first learning about the age of the planet. And it came up again and again when I saw someone acting petty, like in road rage or someone getting upset at something or someone just snapping or bickering. It's just bickering. That's all it is. It's just a agitation with someone. And whenever this would happen, I would just think, wow, we're on this planet which is so old and so much has been before just so that we could be here now. Just so that we could arrive at this one moment. And really in the grand scheme of things, we're here for a blimp of an eye. We're here for a blink. And then we're gone. So what does it mean to let go of the past in that context? What does it mean to let go of the past when the past is a source of life lessons? The past is a source of imagination. The past is a source of creativity and originality. The past is a source of finding uniqueness. Does it mean to give up all the good things? Does it mean to give up the things I cherish most in my inner world? And, well, if the answer is yes, then, well, why would you give up something that's good? And the only reason I can think is that, well, there's something better. There is something better to be gained. And that is being nothing, being open, being empty, transcendence. Opening more to the present. Does the past encroach on the present? Well, if the past does encroach on the present, I mean, we, I can't, I can't follow anything more from that. I mean, we follow, we just, we have this thing of like past and present, past and present. And I always say to that, or well, not always, but I often say to that. That, well, when you're thinking about the past, you're thinking about it in the present. There's only one eternal now. And you can be present with your experiencing of the past, your recollection of a memory. And I believe it's that sort of attitude that has made my memories so rich and given me more skill, it's given me a, a practice of going into memories. But 
But also I should I should draw this back down to earth. I should try and also look at this in an ABC sort of way. Like what does it mean to when when does this phrase normally come up? Normally this phrase comes up like how do I let go of the past when there's a particular hang up, when there's something that's happened that I wish I didn't have happen or a regret. It's a yeah, it's a negative experience and somehow it's playing over and over again in my inner world, either in my mind or as a as a memory. Sort of an, as an experiential feeling. So there's an energetic thing there as well as just thoughts surrounding it. And it's coming up again and again and again and again. And it might be that the reason it's coming up again and again is because I have an excuse for why it's coming up again and again. Because if it comes up and I say that's no problem or I accept it or I let go of it, then that means that it can come up again. And if I say, well, I'm resisting it, I say that it's not okay, I'm saying this is a problem, well, what's the fear in saying that there is, like, what's the fear of regret? What's the fear of having a regret? Or not, like, not, it's not, how do I say this? It's not the, it's not the fear of doing something you'll regret. It's the fear of, it's the fear of realizing that you have a regret. The fear of admitting that there is something you regret. How would I identify that within myself? How would I recognize that? Because if I had that fear, the things that I regret, I would deny that I regret. And yet they could still be negative feelings from the past resurfacing. So really the only way to accept a regret and to let go of the past is to Admit how much it hurts and really face it. And I'm assuming here that issues that reoccur, things that come up again and again, are unresolved. Like they need to be resolved. Like I'm a, it's an assumption that I'm having something which will be able to be resolved and with the correct process can be resolved. Now, if I undermine this assumption, I can say, well, maybe I'm just thinking about it and maybe I really should just stop thinking about it. Maybe the way to let go of the past is, well, just simply to drop it, just to, just to stop thinking about it. And there must be a skill in that. There must be a skill in that which is somehow correlating with the skill of accepting the path.
They sound like they're two sides of the same coin, which is if you have the skill of saying, okay, I'm going to go back into a memory or I'm going to search for the things I regret or I'm going to think about, talk about, write about the things I regret and do it at length so that I also feel it and I also go into it and I really allow myself to elaborately experience this memory. All that can be joined with the other side, which would be, okay, just forget about it. Okay, just move on. Okay, just focus on the task at hand. Okay, just drop it. Doesn't matter. Forget about it. What's the next thing? Look forward. Look to the future. And out of all that, I like the best one, which is focus on the task at hand, I think. I think that's probably the most immediate one. But that's another, that's sort of like a third skill. That's like a secondary skill to letting go. Because if you're here, if you're really present with your senses, then you're not thinking. And if you're really thinking, if you're really in your thoughts, then whatever's in your senses, like your eyes, your, your sight, your touch, your smell, your taste, and so on, well, it's not really there. For me, those two, those two things are very clear. And they're very strong. They're very deep. Like when I really think, I really think. So is letting go of the past a matter of thought? Is it only thought? Or is it also watching like triggers? Like when, when do things come up? I'm, I'm sort of saying this so far like memories just come up randomly. And we can say, well, that's a safe assumption. And if you want to do the work, you have to remove your distractions. And memories really do only come up in a certain way if you do remove the, the distractions. I think that's pretty clear at this point. I don't know if I need to argue much more on that. But then there's also triggers, like you're in an environment or you meet a certain person or a certain something happens, like a similar situation where it brings up, well, when that similar thing happened to you some other time. And it might be that you just see it. You might see it in a movie or you see someone else going through something similar. Or it could be a comment that could be trigger words. I've definitely known some of those in my time. And that would just be, well, it would be a different entrance into memory. It would be a different entrance into how to deal with the past, how to deal with what's happened so far. And now this is assuming that you've got the attitude, like how do I... How do I fix what's going on? Or how do I work with what I've got? How do I, in a mature way, sincerely look at my problems for the purposes of, well, transcendence or self-improvement, whatever 
whatever you want to call it. And I don't know if, well, I have that, and I don't know if it's really related to how do I let go of the past. Like, could I now, could I now use like an inner autonomy to start thinking to myself, I need to let go of the past. I need to. This is something that I need to build up to. This is something I need to work on. This is something I need to plan for. And it's a big step that I need to make. Like, is it a, is letting go of the past a big step? Is it a monumental thing? Or is it a small incremental practice? Is it like a daily meditation practice? And I think, well, it can be both depending on what you have to let go or how deep you want to get or what rewards, what riches you want to mine in that inner world. And it could be both. It could be a daily meditation, letting go of the past as a daily meditation. Or it could be like meditation of the month. You you just, every time something comes up, you say, am I holding on to this because it's from the past? Or is this triggering in the past, something from the past? And then, well, I guess if you identify this really big thing that really is haunting you, then you have to go in and do something, particularly with that issue. And you might do a course or a, have a counseling session or some sort of individual session or a meditation retreat or a personal development retreat or a therapy retreat. And I don't have that. Like for me, those things are incredibly positive things, particularly in recent past. For me, now the problem is like, like how do I translate the past into the present because it's so beautiful, because there's so much rich experience there? How do I translate this epic story into cold, hard words on the page? And I wonder if I spent time, and this was like a phase. This was like a, sort of like the opposite of having a big trauma. It's like, a, what's the opposite of a giant trauma that you're trying to let go of? <laughs> it's like, okay, I need to, well, I need to write my story. I need to write the story down. And I wonder if once that's done, I would reach a point where I have to just step off and say, well, no more stories, no more memories. And that's a, that's a scary thought. That's a scary intuition. That's a very big intuition. It's a very profound approach to the unknown, as tentative as it may be. <laughs> because the other thing is, this can be an ongoing conditioning, which carries over just for the rest of my life. It's like a hang-up of self-reflection a hang-up of 
making sense of the past or making glory of the past. So what I mean is how do I how do I say that again in a slightly different way so that it's clear? It can be the well, what am I saying? The 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 habit the habit of experiencing and then translating that into a story or integrating it and going back and forth between those two can be a hang-up and not a hang-up in a negative way but just something that like, like a positive thing which stops me from going into the unknown which is the next step We often talk about psychological defenses or things that encumber spiritual growth as these dark things or these evil things or these bad things, the things that are holding us back that we really wish we didn't have and how do we rid ourselves of those things so that we can, yes, move forward, progress, enlightenment, all that jazz. But there's also, well, like I'm saying, is there's the things that are enticing. There are the things that are so beautiful, including the most beautiful thing in the world. To think that I have to give up that, to think that I have to let go of that, Is that what's required? Is that what it takes? And maybe it's simply a matter of being clear in myself of, okay, this is a time for reflecting, and this is the time for being present. And I can see a great wisdom in keeping those separate and the thing that decides when the time is and the thing that reminds me of what time it is will get stronger and will get better. And I think in these last few years that that is how I've been living. That is what I've been doing. Because, I mean, what's the alternative? Like, say, say, say you're an extreme. What's the extreme case? You, you, you never reflect. You never integrate. Or you never solidify a psychology around the events that have happened so far to you. Well, you leave it, you leave it to fate as to... Well, you don't leave it to fate, but it's, it seems like what I'm saying is such a small part of what could happen. I mean, say, it's like, say you don't, say you have like a textbook. You can't say that the people that don't know the textbook can't learn or experience certain things. It's not like they're definitely, it's not like a textbook contains something that it can only get from where is it, that can only come from it. You can only learn something 
just from this textbook. It exists nowhere else in the world. Well, the textbook in this case would be the technique of self-reflection. And it might be that, well, just my way of self-reflecting is just one version of a textbook, which has many versions, and there are many textbooks. And some people don't need the textbook because they're too smart. And some people, if they, even if they use the textbook, it'll never work for them. Some people, it's just never going to happen. So you can't also prescribe a textbook and say, well, this will guarantee work for everyone. You can't also say, well, if you need to learn this lesson, which is another assumption, do we really need to learn this lesson? Then you need to have this technique and so on. That's the attitude of just, just generally like this works. And I feel like for some things, well, some things really do work. And some things are extremely effective. So what does it mean to let go of the past? What What is it like to let go of the past? I'm trying to think now of, like there are certain releasing ceremonies which I'm aware of. I've never really done it myself. Like, sort of like a funeral or a mock funeral or a sort of prayer ceremony where there's a, like making peace with a dead relative or setting an issue on, you know, there's certain ceremonies where you write down something from the past and on that piece of paper you do something with the paper. You either put it in a sort of special boat and float it down the river or you set it on fire, you cremate it, or you tear it up and throw it around. There's certain techniques which are designed for, well, letting go of things. And I'm trying to think, like, I've never really participated in any of those. I'm, I'm aware of them, and I think I've sort of seen some people doing them, would have been only very small versions, though, nothing too serious. And I'd have to think, like, well, where's the line between, like, what, what is a real release? That's the, that's the issue. That's the question, is when can you say, like, how do you say an issue has really been resolved for good forever? Like, what does it take? for an issue to be resolved for the rest of your life. The best answer that comes to mind now is, well, you have to know exactly how to deal with it when it comes up again. Which means reliving it and navigating that scenario successfully. And I don't mean coming up as in the memory comes up again, but as in the actual situation comes up again. So say, say, you've got, say you've got a regret and it's around a sort of social interaction. And then that scenario ends and you're left with the memory and the feeling of 
the regret. And let, let's say there's like a little bit of trauma there as well. Then you can relive it again and again by going into your memory. And you can work with the memory and trauma healing and do certain processes so that it's no longer an acute memory. But really, what would happen? Like the question is, what would happen if you walked into that scenario again and the same thing was happening? Like how would you deal with it? And maybe that's what a lot of resurfacing issues is. It's like rethinking of how can I really deal with this again? Trying to rethink the scenario and brainstorm. What would I have done? Like that, That's an interesting question. If there's a, there's a problem in the, from the past... Ask, well, what could you have done differently? What could you have done better? What would you do if it happened again? And I feel there's a component. There's the factor of the strength of the individual. Because strength is, well, you know, if you're weak and you're timid or you're vulnerable or you're overpowered or something, you know, it's... And I don't mean to put that down. I don't mean to say that as a bad thing. Well, it might be mean that you need some strength. It might mean that you need to be built up. You need some confidence. You need to understand your aggression. And you can say, well, what happens if you don't have that sort of aggression? What if it's actually a physical problem? Like say you have a woman and a man, and the man is definitely stronger than the woman. Well, I don't know. That's a tricky one. Like, is the solution just to become hard and defensive? Like, maybe that's why people do become hard and defensive. And they're sort of aggressive in a, in a passive way. And it seeps into all, all their sort of interactions. They've been hurt and they can't deal with the situation and they're full of triggers like this. Like, I can just see all these problems, all these things. It always comes back to this sort of thing of, like, being and the hundreds and thousands of components and categories and unseen factors and things that we're unaware of streaming, streaming in and stringing up and playing out in the background. So I guess letting go of the past is a way of wading into those waters, <laughs> a way of <laughs> trying to undo the tangles, undo the strings. And I wonder, is it really so easy to put a, put a definition on past? Like this keeps coming up for me as we talk here. Like, where is the past? And is it a matter of, well, do I just have to sense the unknown and when I sense it, remind myself that it's okay and then it will grow more? Is that all it takes? Like, when I really look for the past, like looking around and I don't see it, 
then I can get in touch with, well, I, I don't know what's going on. And also, really, <laughs> the more I try to explain something, the more I realized I can't explain it, which gives me another sense of, well, I don't know what's going on. But there needs to be something in me which is stable, which is enough clear to remind me that it's okay to be in that space. Is it that we don't let go of the past because we're too comfortable? It's too familiar to us? Is it that whatever else will come up is something so unfamiliar, something so scary? And as I say that, is it, is it just a matter of saying it and then you do it? Like, how does saying it, how does realizing that or articulating that bring me closer to that? Like, what's the trick? Like, if I try and really keep forcing myself to talk, forcing myself to explain, forcing myself to really make sense. I mean, there's something in me that makes me want to make sense to myself. And what does it mean to really just push and go off and allow the words to imply the deepest significance that they can? It's one thing to have words come out of the mouth. It's another to really have them make an impact on whatever with their significance. An impact on the being, on the experience on you, on me. Is that what's most important with words? Is that the trick of what's needed? Is that the trick of is that the is that the way to reinvent words? Is that the way to master words? Is to really go for the impact they're saying. Because really, of, of, of all instructions, it's, it's so simple. I mean, all instructions are simple. And I mean, why is it that it's not just, here are the instructions, okay, do it. Like, the instructions are, let go of the past. Oh, thank you so much for those instructions. Now I've got it. Done. Next task, please. Well, step into the unknown. Okay, got it. Thank you. It's not like that. And what is it like? What is, what is it like for me? Well, I mean, so far, it's been like, what, what does it mean to let go of the past? And well, I don't know if I really want to do that. And well, if I wanted to do that, well, I don't know if I could or here we go, if I go about it. And well, I've got some ideas now of how I could go about it and well, here are some of the reasons, and here's the brainstorming. Like, what if I was to let go? Like, here's the thing. If I let go of the past, am I afraid that it won't come back? Am I, am I afraid that there will be something missing in me that won't come back? Because I could say, well, I'm sitting, right, I'm sitting here right now, and there are a, a million and one stories and memories that are not here right now. They're not here. 
I'm not thinking about them. I'm not feeling them. I'm not telling any stories from the past. They're completely gone. They're completely non-existent. So right now, I am successfully, in, in, basic, in every way possible, I am successfully letting go of the past right now. There is nothing of the past right here. It's really that simple. What does it mean to let go of the past? What happens when I let go of the past? Maybe asking why am I afraid to let go of the past is just another defense. It's a very elaborate defense. What does it mean to let go of the past? I mean, when, it, when have I really let go of the past? It's funny that, it's funny that I, try to, I try to go to the past. To tr- like I try and remember something from the past <laughs> to remember when I let go of the past. <laughs> As opposed to what was happening just a few minutes ago, which was just to poof, let go. <laughs> that's that's so tricky. That is such a funny thing, isn't it? How do I how do I let go of the past? Well, let me think back to the past when I've done so. <laughs> that's so tricky. Ah, damn, I'm so clever on myself, aren't I? It was just sitting there right in front of me. We can ask, well, are there degrees of success of letting go of the past? Like, what, what does it mean to successfully let, successfully let go of the past? Does that mean you just never talk about your memories? Does it mean you never talk about anything that's happened before? Does it mean you're just in this constant state of, like, some sort of enlightened euphoria where you don't know your name and you don't know... No, I don't think anyone's... I don't think anyone who's understood letting go of the past and being through it as a journey successfully is like that like they still like this is why we integrate we don't destroy and when we talk about some things in spiritual development then well we need to destroy them i don't know if the past is one of them maybe letting go doesn't mean that it doesn't come back again Ah, here we go. So letting so what happens when I let go of the past? I know that it might surface again. When I let go of the past, I know that I might have to let go of it again and again. When I let go of the past, I know that it's still there. When I let go of the past, I know that doesn't change anything about the past. It's really all on me. So what I really want is a fluid relationship with memory. I want it to be flowing as well as clear. And not haunting. Which it's not. 
I think because I've done so much integration. And of course, I always have to be careful when I'm bragging because any time I brag, it's just like there's something in me that says, come on, really? Are you sure about that? And I don't mean every time. I mean, sometimes I brag and I really do mean it. Sometimes bragging really is worth it. Like it, it means what it means. Like we can't rule that out. You can't, you can't have, like there, there always has to be something that an individual stands on. They're not groundless. Like an, a human being is not nothing. Maybe that's what an enlightened master is. But for us common folk, well, there has to be there has to be words that are well grounded in something. So at some point there has to be a scale of declaring what you are. And maybe that's maybe that's not the case. You know, now I'm doubting myself. Like what is bragging? Like when I'm bragging about, oh, I've done so much integration work. Oh, I'm really good at like what what do I say? I'm I've really spent a lot of time reflecting on the past. Like how how would I say that? I mean, all I can say is that that's true. It's a very authentic expression for me. That's how I feel. And there's nothing really like I don't want to argue otherwise. I don't want to argue the point. I don't want to convince anyone it's really just how it is for me now and now I'm feeling I don't know if I want to talk much longer about it so let me ask myself what happens when I let go of the past and when I think about that question I see a fluidity, I see a freedom, I see an openness, I see an ability to understand mistakes. And I feel now that if I were to really be mature about my mistakes, then I would ask myself, what does it mean to face them again? What does it mean to learn the lesson from them in such a way that we can assume or we should assume that that situation will happen again? That's a good angle for the past. Let's, uh, let's assume everything that's happened to you will happen again. What does that open up? Let's assume that you're going to have a second chance. Let's assume that you'll get another shot.
And that is a very different attitude because we often think about the past as, oh, it's gone. Oh, it's never going to be that way again. And in so many ways that's true. But to take this as a lesson in life skills, as an exercise, we can say, let's assume everything is going to happen again. And if that's the case, you really want to be clear about where you went wrong. You really want to know what happened in the past and why and what your role was in it. And what does it mean to let go? Well, that's a broad one, I think. There are many ways to let go. There are many meditation techniques in the category of let go, deep let go. <laughs> Somehow I find that there's some jokes around that. There's something funny about the let go. There's something, just, just let it go. There's, there's something overly serious. You could say that as something overly serious about a, a not very serious thing. <laughs> oh, I spilt my cup of tea. Just, just let it go. <laughs> let go of the past. Actually, I'm having a memory now from a, from a cartoon. Or maybe it was a movie or something. When the, the man comes home and the car's broken or something, like he's crashed a scratched the side of the car and his wife comes out and says what happened to the car you scratched it and he goes you're living in the past just move on you're always bringing up the past <laughs> it's very i think it must have been a comedy it must have been a cartoon i can't remember i think it's the simpsons or something like that yeah it must have been the simpsons <laughs> So how do I let go of that memory? <laughs> and I notice sometimes that I pretend to be, I pretend to not know something when I do know it. And I don't know if that's because I'm pretending to be more stupid than I am for what, God knows what reason, or it's just taking me some time for it to come out. And what I mean specifically there is that I knew, I knew that it was Homer Simpson. I knew that it was The Simpsons that I saw that on. But for some reason I said, I thought it was from a movie or a cartoon. Maybe I'm afraid to reference, I'm afraid to reference popular culture <laughs> because I'm always so much, I've got this thing like, oh, I have to, I have to sound smart. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's something in there. But it's funny that I actually, I think the other side of it, well, I do sound smart when I reference popular culture. Like if I'd just been clear and said, there's a Simpsons episode where Homer comes home and he scratched the car and Marge comes out and says, what did you do to the car? And he says, you're living in the past, Marge. Then that's perfectly fine explanation 
And of course, I realize that this is a memory, which I'm recalling right now. So how do I let go of my memories? <laughs> how do I let go of the past? I wonder if it's as simple as asking, just constantly asking, where is the past? Like there's something in there's something in the process of questions, which is you can ask a question over and over to get you in touch with the sense that you don't know the answer, or you can ask a question over and over and build up solid answers and have a more and more complex answer and a more elaborate answer. And I wonder what the value is in each of those. It's like a splitting of questions. I wonder if it's like the difference between a koan and an intellectual inquiry or an experiential inquiry as opposed to an intellectual inquiry. And what does it mean to ask a question specifically for an experiential inquiry? Like, like that would be you ask the question and then you don't actually answer it because you have to feel what is, what is coming. And what comes, well, you have to think of think of things and then feel things and respond to it like like how do you how do you respond to a question experientially that's a good question so that would be that would be this question what happens when i let go of the past well i would just sit and then let go of the past and then i would talk about it, it would be like the the experiential side collapsing into the intellectual side so, so let me try it. Like, what happens when I let go of the past? I feel warm. I relax. My mind is quiet. I have feelings that are private. I notice my tendency to feel mysterious or appear as mysterious or think of myself as mysterious. I feel alert. I feel safe. <laughs> 